this is Carrie Peters. And Stacey Morgenstern. And welcome to Better Than Ever, a Health Coach Institute podcast. Where we're here to question how we do life, because the normal rules no longer apply. Hello, Better Than Ever podcasters. Hannah Duncan here, and I am back with Katie Muscari. You heard from her earlier this month about her story. Hi, Katie. How are you doing? I'm good, Hannah. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for coming back and chatting with our Better Than Ever podcast listeners. Katie is now the Director of Career Services and Coach Resources, which is a change from our last interview. So very excited for you, Katie. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. So funny story about that interview. While it sounds like it maybe just happened recently, Katie was actually the very first person I ever interviewed before they even said, hey, Hannah, it's okay to create the Better Than Ever podcast. So Katie was somebody that I reached out to on our team. I knew she had an awesome story, and I wanted to sort of test the waters to see if this was something that would work for us, and Katie came on, and she is just awesome because she is the go with the flow kind of person. She got on there, did an amazing job in her interview, and that's actually led to some pretty cool things in the last year because that interview was done almost a year ago, I think. So let's talk about that. You did the interview. You were a clarity coach on our clarity coach team. And then HCI Live rolled around and they asked you to actually speak for, what was it, like 700 people to tell your story on stage in front of 700 people. Uh, What was that like? You know, yeah, it really just kind of happened just like that. So as you said, I was a, a clarity coach and a lot of people within HCI knew my story and they just said, hey, we really would love for you to stand up. Um, at the next live event in San Diego, it was, and just tell your story, just talk about, you know, just kind of your journey through cancer, but, but even more importantly, how that led you to do what you're doing now. And it was the first time I had spoken in front. I think it was like six, 700 people. Yeah. So I was excited, but you know, really nervous, but I, I, but I found that it was such a great audience to speak to because I just got up there and told my story you know, it wasn't scripted. I just shared my story just in hopes to inspire others. And um, it was a lot of fun. And I really, I really love that experience. And it just kind of showed me something else that I'm passionate about, which is I do actually like public speaking. (laughs) And you're good at it. For me, I just kind of know what I want to say and just kind of speak to it and just speak from the heart. So yeah, that's, I really enjoyed it. It was nerve wracking, but, and I know I need to improve, but it was a a great first start. And I really had really appreciated that opportunity. Well, and then that opportunity led you to actually doing it again, most recently at HCI Live in Miami, where you got to tell your story all over again. So how is it different from the first time versus this time? Well, I still, right, right before you jump on that stage, it's still a little bit nerve wracking, but I had a little bit more of the confidence going in that I felt that it would reach someone um, based on my previous experience of, of having a lot of people come up to me after. Some were uh, cancer survivors and some just really um, were thankful that I shared anything. So I felt like, okay, this is a story that, that could potentially, you know, touch some lives. So it was easier um, getting on that stage. And I was further along even in my 
career with HCI and all the different opportunities that it led to. So I was excited about sharing that as well. So I think at each time, um, you know, you try something, it's just, you get better all the time and you just have to keep, keep doing it. So yeah, it was still, still a lot of fun, a little bit less nerves. <laughs> what was the feedback like? I know you, you mentioned that you, it gave you the confidence to do it again, but what were people coming up to you and saying after you shared your story the first time, especially, but as well as the second time? Well, the first time it was great because I remember getting off the stage and then it was during a break, you know, I was just walking somewhere and I literally had maybe 10 people stopping me and just saying, thank you so much for sharing and just being so, so raw and um, making it look so easy, which, you know, it wasn't easy, but I love that aspect. And there was actually a couple of women that were breast cancer survivors. So it was really nice to, to connect with them. Um, and then this most recent um, event in Miami, I, the same kind of reaction, but I do remember there was one student and he had been in the medical field. So sweet. He just came up to me and he literally was in tears and he said, you know, I really needed to hear um, your journey because it helped me realize that, you know, there are patients that do appreciate what we're trying to do. And I think it just really hit home for him. And I love to have that kind of an effect, even though it wasn't me, it was, it was, it, what I had said brought something out in him. And I was just so touched that he was so touched and it, to me, it's no big deal. You know, I was just, just sharing something, but I always am so um, just humbled by the openness of, of the students and of the people in the audience that come up and talk to me afterwards. They're just so appreciative and it just really humbles me because everybody is really kind of on their own journey. And, and again, it doesn't necessarily mean their, their experience was cancer or anything medically related, but everybody's got a story, you know, a challenge to share. And the more we share that with each other, no matter what it is, then the better everyone becomes. So that's, I, I love that about, about sharing. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> um, so how do you plan to continue to use your story to influence others? You, you've done this twice now. Is there, is there any future um, in, in sharing it? Are you going to write a book? Like what's, what's next for you, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, right now, as far as sharing my story, I will share it whenever asked. Um, whether it's in front of a group of people or it's another cancer survivor who just needs to be uplifted. Um, it's funny. I have had a couple of people say, you need to write a book. Um, I kept a journal, a public journal. I was going through it and everyone said, you need to write a book. I don't know how to write a book, Hannah. I have no idea. Uh, and I actually sat down a couple of times to do it and it's quite overwhelming, but who knows, maybe an ebook just to to inspire others, I'm not sure. Um, but in my, you know, in that entire experience, again, it just led me to have confidence just to go for whatever I want to go for. And I feel like all of these things in combination have led me to where I am at HCI now in my role as career services and coach resources. So 
you know, ultimately my entire experience has led me here. And now I'm able to use these skills that, that the course gave me, the company's given me, and my experience has given me to help other, other people reach their potential. And so any way that I can do that, you know, I'm, I'm open to. Now, it is National Cancer Survivor Month, and for the Better Than Ever podcast, we've really been focusing in on, one, students in our community that are open and willing to share their story, um, but also community itself and the important part it plays in, in someone's healing story. Uh, so as somebody who has contributed a story to our community, what is something that, or a piece of advice you could give to somebody who uh, is maybe in your same situation, they've, they've gone through something very tough in their life and they want to begin sharing their story, but they're not really sure how to. Do you have any ad advice for that person? Sure. I think first it's just important to each individual to figure out how best to go about sharing their story, how they feel most comfortable. You know, some people do not want to get up and speak publicly and that's fine. Then there are other outlets. Maybe it's a blog. Um, maybe it is volunteering to help other people that have been in that situation. Uh, you know, it, 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 there's so many ways that people can get their stories out there and it doesn't have to be in front of a group of 700 people. So I guess the first step is figuring out for each individual, you know, what, what makes you most comfortable so that you can share your best story in your best way. So if it could be one-on-one, -on -one, it could be volunteering, it could be doing a blog or, you know, signing up for, for public speaking engagement. It just, it depends on what that individual um, really is, is looking to do. But that's really the first step is what are, how are you as a person going to be able to communicate um, the best and start there and just see how it grows. Perfect. So Katie, how long have you been cancer free? Uh, four years. Yeah, girl. Yeah, that yeah. is awesome. So we did our interview almost a year ago. Um, what difference have you seen uh, in your body, in your attitude, you know, just in life in general? Has there been a big change um, since that interview? Yes. As far, okay, so as far as, you know, my body, I am really just now over the past six months, really just accepting my body as it is now. Um, you know, it's very different than it used to be. It, um, and that's okay. Um, I, I will never, you know, it's hard because I feel like I don't have the strength physically that I used to, but I'm working towards that, but I'm also being patient. So I'm learning to accept my body the way it is now just keep striving to be my best. As long as I feel good, then I'm not going to worry so much about the external, just making sure I'm healthy first from the inside. And that's a very freeing feeling, especially in this, I don't know, kind of world today where so much focus is on the external. I think we need to really look in ourselves and, and say, all right, really what, first of all, what matters is on the inside and then that will become reflective of the outside. Um, 
So that is something that I've really been, been working on. I've also, this sounds so weird, but I've been, you know, I've been trying to grow my hair back. I used to have really long hair and it was getting longer, but it was straggly. It just was not pretty. And I just looked at myself in the mirror one day and I said, why am I doing this? You know, I don't have anything to prove. My hair doesn't look good long anymore. That's okay. Own it. And so I cut it. And I'm just loving the fact that it's short and, you know, just accepting that. Um, so I think all of that part of self-acceptance really has hit home probably within this past year. And again, it's really, it's very, it's very freeing. And um, that's one thing that I, you know, am really, really blessed about this experience is just being able to feel really free and comfortable in my own skin. Do you think that opening up uh, about your story has, has influenced these decisions and this confidence? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Because once it's out there, it's out there. And, you know, it become, it, it's kind of like one of these things where you, something sometimes maybe isn't real until you say it out loud. And then once you do say it out loud, it's like, oh, deep breath, you know, this feels good. And then you can move, really move forward. So I think that had a big impact is just sharing it, getting it out there, and then just really being able to reflect on it and take it in and move forward. How, how's your family doing? Seeing this not new version of you, but this more confident version in the last year, what, what do they think? Oh yeah, my family's great. You know, my two, my two boys, um, they just, they again, love the fact that you know, I, um, I was always fun and relaxed, but now it's kind of even more so. I don't let things bother me. Um, and they see that. And also, you know, I used to spend getting ready. I used to spend like an hour doing my hair. And now I jump out of the shower, throw my hair together, maybe throw in a little makeup and we're good to go. So I think that they and my husband appreciate that. Um, you know, my husband, he is just always, no matter what I've looked like, he has just always made me feel beautiful. So he has just continued to do that. And, um, you know, they're just happy that I'm here and with them. And I think that that is what has mattered most to them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Katie, thank you again for jumping on and giving us an update on you and your life. Um, and thank you for being the very first interview for the Better Than Ever podcast, even though it was published later. Uh, we just can't thank you enough because you are a big part of why this all started. So thank you, Katie, for jumping in and Congratulations on all the new things in your life. Um, is there anything that you wanted to leave our Better Than Ever podcast listeners with? You know, just all, as always, do what you love. Be happy um, and just learn to love yourselves and, and enjoy each day because that's what it's all, that really is what it's all about. And you don't need to have a traumatic experience again to kind of feel that and learn that. So just, you know, just be open to all possibilities and love what you do in your life. Thanks for tuning in to Better Than Ever, a Health Coach Institute podcast. For more information on our programs, please go to www.healthcoachinstitute.com. Comment and share if you like what you hear. 